right. So we just got off of, um, you know, every now and then, you know, you're, you're just kind of going through life and then you get to accomplish something that you want to do. And I think um, I got to hear, you know, one of these bucket list items from a, from a good friend of mine. And uh, we've got Justin here in the room. We've got uh, Tom and we've got... Jordan, Jordan. <laughs> in my head, I just call him Guy Smiley. So. Just call him the kid. I just call him, you know, because Jordan's always smiling. He's probably gonna smile all through this podcast, but nobody, none of, none of you will get to see that. Um, I'm Nick. Just first names, and I'll just, I'll just yeah. keep it at the first names. And we're all here at the, uh, the infam- infamous bank yeah. <laughs> that uh, that Justin talked about. But uh, we just heard his podcast, which was awesome. Really, really awesome. Very moving. Um, and I have some more feedback to give, but I'd much rather first hear what Justin has to say about yeah. what he thought, because he's hearing it for the first time with us. So go ahead. Yeah. So I just listened. So it did kill Tony this last Sunday, which was a uh, a really an item, uh, something that I wanted to do for a while. Um, it was what I think going through with it. Uh, I walked out of there really excited and I just remember what Tony said at the end that it was magical you know that the set wasn't so great but the interview was amazing and just the acknowledgement for uh, doing something that's kind of way outside the box was pretty exciting Um, I wasn't as nervous I thought I was going to be I was going to hate listening to the set I'm glad I listened to it with other people and not myself Um, I thought I was going to hate listening to that and listening to the 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 interview part was uh, was fun and it was just I mean, the neatest thing was they were like because they're such professionals that they directed the conversation, you know, in the right in the right way that had everything. Um, and all I remembered was it was great. The interview was great. Now I realize he said it at the end of it, or else I wouldn't have even known that piece of it. Um, but it was uh, it was just invigorating, kind of being in front of you know three hundred thousand people and being in front of the comedians. And uh, <laughs> when you think back to the day and when you were uh, where you when you were going up there were you more nervous to actually get up and stand do comedy or were you more nervous to do the interview no I was cool because he said it and, and I realized that he was like oh the interview is going to be good and I was yeah. like uh, no it's much more nervous to do comedy I was I was nervous like the most nervous was to put my name into the bucket okay to getting that was that was the hardest part and then waiting um, and then I stood next to a guy who'd been on the show before who I recognized and he gave some coaching. But I knew the interview. I was just like I accepted that they were going to be in charge of the interview and I just have to follow their lead and tell the truth right. about what I wanted to tell. So the stand-up was the most nervous part. But as soon as my name got called, I was like I, – I don't remember too much more of it. Yeah. Was it nerve-wracking, do you think, because it was – you just being up there and doing comedy in general or was it kind of exemplified by the fact that you were performing in front of you know known comedians who do this professionally and you know their opinion matters to you as opposed to a, a room of people who they're either going to laugh at or not yeah it's so funny because it's I don't remember it's the known comedians no I was much more uh, like it was more the people out there because like, the comedians are doing their job so I can I can handle that part, but I think I was nervous about. I was proud to actually have done it, and then I was nervous about the, um, uh, like if they really didn't like me, that would suck. You know, like to you know if I get on there and it was just like, um, 
you know, the inner didn't go well, or I was like not being honest during the interview, that would have been a harder part. Did that answer your question? Yeah, that answers. Yeah, so it was, but I wasn't ner- about the. I wasn't nervous so about the comedian. Did, did the interview, listening back to it now, did do you have a different opinion if you were going to do it again, knowing now what you know based on how your actual set, yeah, went or rather didn't go, but then the interview piece where you actually got the laughs. Yes. Would you tailor your comedy in a different way? I, I would do material that I cared a lot more about. I was just getting through the mechanics mm-hmm. of... I was just getting through the mechanics of and getting something out there that might be fun. You know, and I did it uh, that might be funny. Um, and I did it based on, like, it was Skankfest, so I figured it would be, you know, those people. And it was relevant and it was timely. But it was just, like, going through the most. So if I did it again, I would write stuff that I actually... That I cared about. I would talk about stuff that was more personal next time doing the comedy. So I think before we started recording, Nick was going to talk about kind of his thoughts yes. on on that. But I still want to get a little more background. Sure, so, sure, sure, so, sure. So, 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 when did you sign up for this? Yeah. I uh, uh, right before the show, half hour before the show. The show started recording at one thirty on Sunday. I signed up at one o'clock on but Sunday. But you knew you were going to do this. What? How long before? Well, I started talking about it mon- the Monday before. Right, so about a week. A week. But I also knew there was a good chance I wasn't going to go to the festival. Okay. Because I was like, I was, my I, my friend who I was going to go with was bailing out of the festival. Um, and I was, um, one of the trainers at our gym was going to do a Muay Thai fight. So I was like, and Saturday was the big day I was going to go. So I knew I wasn't going to go to the festival. So And I didn't write. So it was kind of like, all right, I'm not going to go to the festival. So by Thursday, I decided I wasn't going to do it probably because I didn't write and I didn't do like the planning Why that we were going to do. Why didn't you write? Is that like self-sabotage or you just said you weren't sure if you were going so you weren't going to waste time? Um, I, don't, I didn't know where to start okay. um, and there was no pressure to actually do it. Okay. What shifted, so I'd sold the tickets Saturday. What shifted was on Saturday night, they were saying, or Saturday night, like midnight, they wrote something saying we still need comedians for Kill Tony. So I got up on Sunday and saw that on Twitter and took it as a sign, like, all right, I got to go do it. But I was like, I'm still, like, I was like, you know, one foot in front of the other. I'm going to walk there. I might just, I might bail out. And so my first one, I was like, you know, I'll put my name into the bucket and I'll put a fake name. That was like my other plan. I was going to put it, but it was just like, let me, let me go through the motions to actually get there. And I don't know when I ex- exactly decided that I was going to put my name into the bucket. Um, I also knew that, like, typically it's like five times the number of people that get up put their name into the bucket. Right. So I also knew that um, I probably wasn't going to get selected. So okay. just putting my name – and I was really nervous putting the name into the bucket. Um, but something had me, like, I stood up in the front. When the comedian before me went up, I went and sat in his seat. So something had me, like, I'm ready. I'm preparing for this. I'm like, if I get up, I'm going to actually do it. Um, and I had fun. So I remember the first, I was like, first, I was like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get first comedian, second comedian. Not. And then I was like, ah, I got a little bit down after the other two. And I think I was the fifth comedian. Um, and then I just, they called my name. Oh, and then I talked, what shifted, I talked to the other comedian, Steve, I want to say Steve Wozniak, it's something like, it's not Wozniak, I talked to him, and he coached me before, and I also talked to the people next to me. What does Steve say to you? What's that? What does Steve say to you? He said, just be yourself if you do the interview. Okay. That, that was the biggest thing, just be yourself. And the other coaching is like, just breathe, enjoy the moment. That was the, co- like, enjoy, which I didn't breathe. As soon as I got on set, I was just like, wait for the, um, wait for the, uh, wait for the minute to, to get up. Um, 
but yeah, he said just breathe. Or, you know, he said just, just be honest with the interview questions. Yeah. And it'll go okay. So give me a little bit of the anxiety from that morning. Yes. All the way until so. It, so when did you? At what time did you perform? I performed at let's two thirty. Two thirty. So from the morning, you already had anxiety. From the time you woke up, you're like, oh, am I actually doing this? I was am like, I doing this? Is this really happening? Yeah. The first level of anxiety was like, how am I going to even get any material? Yeah. That's going to be funny. Um, the second level was like delivery of the material and then I had like logistical things I had to cancel a couple of things and I had to make sure my wife had the kit you know all that stuff so you then you knew you were going to do it you just had anxiety about how the hell you were going to I knew it. I was going to go you knew you were going to go okay. I didn't know yeah I didn't um, I didn't know I didn't know I was going to actually do it I didn't know I was going to follow through with it I'm 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 always curious into the thought pattern of a, of a man's mind or any, any yes. man's mind for that matter when they're thoroughly scared of something but yes. they persevere and they get through it anyway this happens to most men who try to talk to women right yes you're really interested in that woman or interested in that job sound right? like speaking from experience then. oh yeah. absolutely <laughs> yes but this is not my podcast uh, so so we'll, we'll digress on that um yeah, yeah was... I, I have a lot to say probably about it, but I would love if you guys probably chimed in first because I, I don't want to influence your opinion or anything. About what? Uh, about? About, um, unless, Justin, you had something else you wanted to add? No, no, the only thing I'm, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm anything. Um, yeah, I was just like, there was, at, at a certain point, and it's so, it went, I mean, there was two anchors that he, like, like, he's the best at doing this, Tony. And so he did two things, like, like I thought like I relaxed but he told I mean he didn't say this might be one of the best interviews tonight he said this is going to be one of the best interviews tonight and I believed him and then he closed it off by saying it was magical which I don't I didn't remember that those words were said but he you know he puppeted me and I didn't and I didn't resist is what is what really like but I just you know that's the whole so like but the the most strange thing is I knew the set went really bad but I still had fun with it because I was like this is awesome this is that was awesome yeah um so I still know that I was present and having fun with it yeah um in the moment so yeah so but go ahead yep that was the only other piece go ahead rush um so So okay, so let's let's go around and let's kind of just talk about a little bit about um, I guess the general feedback in the room from from what they heard and and what they think and then uh, we'll we'll close it off in the end with I just want to hear your own um, remarks about how you feel afterwards, like your kind of post after you're done. But yeah. First, I just want to let's talk about what we just heard. So Tom, I'm going to put you first on this, uh, and then and then Jordan. Jordan's already smiling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to... You guys speak up, though, Jordan. And I'm, I'm going to come in the end, and uh, I'll probably just kind of add or echo uh, what they said. So go ahead, Tom. So I think let's first of all address the main point. Yes, the sets. The actual comedy piece you did, Justin. Appalling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly, a, truly appalling. It sounds um, like somebody thinks but, they could do one better. The first but, joke was okay. No, it was a good I, I know I'm not funny, so yeah. no, I would never say I could do better. <laughs> I'm not a comedian, so yeah. no. What was I, that I, first line? What was the first line? Uh, I'm not, and my friend Nick, another Nick, gave it to me. Yeah. He's like, just say, like, because he did it like, 
It's like I'm not used to performing in front of a crowd this small. No, nah, yes. yeah, that, that was, was that, like I'm getting on the order. And they laughed, kind of, yes. right? Yeah, yes. and then <laughs> and then and then you kind of got on the off on ramp and then went off the cliffside. <laughs> it was like, whoa, where did you go? And I was, yeah. But then listening to your interview, so. And that may have just been sorry the the actual comedy set piece that that may have just been complete and utter lack of preparation for what you're going to say and you jumped on the first thing that in your head you thought was funny so yes. a little bit more preparation that could probably be be, be fixed the premise might but, somebody told me it was funny but that was maybe a pity yeah go ahead yeah I think if you look at the really good comedians uh, and what pops to mind here is like Chris Rock um, I was watching. Um, uh, Russell Peters, people like that, which are people I like to yeah. watch. It, that's my personal preference on comedy. Um, their comedy is all about themselves. They put, they take their own life experiences and they build on it a little bit. Yeah. And put a funny spin on it. Yes. Um, and in your interview and afterwards, that was the bits that people were really laughing at. Yes. Um, so, were I you, that's what I'd actually take yes. because. You know, you t- you're a good storyteller in general, um, and you have some funny shit stories happen to you. So uh, that's what I would do. Yes. Uh, were I you, I don't know, Jordan, what your thoughts are on on the set itself. Let me just and say then... something about before. Yeah, what I was, I did have some funny like kids material stuff, you know, about my son. But the, I I asked both of them, and they said absolutely not. The kids said no. The kids said no. What the but the kids aren't the, the kids aren't going to hear it, right? I know, and I should, but I asked permission to do it. Um, you know, it's I mean, because we had we got to wrap up. Yeah, I, I got it. All right, we'll let Jordan do this thing, and then yeah, yeah. I want to hear the piece. Yeah, uh, no, they're going to go in the, the conference room there. So, Jordan, go go ahead real quick while we uh, progress, and then I, I probably got three minutes, and then yeah, I got to go. Cool. So, um, I just want to say, like, as someone who like understands the context of the joke, I think it was pretty funny. Like okay. The main joke, you know? Yes. I know Shakespeare. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, the that joke w- linked to Shakespeare. Yeah, see, that's how much I did. A pound of flesh. <laughs> so, it wasn't my joke. Somebody gave it to me, and it was funny. And what I was supposed to say, what I didn't say, was I guess there's not a lot of Shakespeare fans. Yeah. Here, that's what I, I missed that piece of it. Yeah, I go ahead. It was pretty good. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> but you know, when you do these types of events, I guess you have to know your audience. Yes. Yes. <laughs> your material has to be. Uh, appropriate yes but you know you have that kind of personality where like you know you don't have to try to be funny you know a lot yeah of you say a lot of what you do is funny and i think that came out through the, through the interview yes thank um, you but yeah just i want to say you know props to you I, I would never be able to go on stage in front of all those people and and do that so uh i appreciate yes. that i appreciate that piece of it so so that's it that's yeah. that's it for me the balls right yeah the balls to do it and to persevere and i honestly don't think you would have had such a great moment in the interview if you didn't bomb as hard as you did so you bombed ridiculously right yeah and the audience is just like eh, yeah you know and then you just like you give a little background yeah of how much you're a fan yeah and you just like you completely win them over and it's almost like there was a collective cry, right? Yeah. Just like, oh, <laughs> you know, like See, that's what happened to him, and he's that much of a fan of what we do. And they were immediately all on your side. Yes. And you must have felt it because you screamed out loud. Which I thought oh, was, when they went nuts, I was just like, oh yeah, like, that was yeah. like it. I was just like <laughs> the like, release. 
And that's got to be like the highest level of the roller coaster. I mean, it's just like, wow, I was down here and now I'm up here. And that continued. So now your brand was out there. This guy who's not good at comedy, but is a huge fan and so forth. And then you continue to give more reveals of your life. Yeah. And so now it's very funny. Yes. Because we have context. Yes. And everything you say from that point on is is hilarious. It's a lot more. It's way funnier than the yes. bit it is. Because now we're not only resonating with you and we're kind of passionate with your journey, but everything you say now is like, but he, he, he does karate? He's, yes, <laughs> yes. What? He's, he's the Jewish guy from here? And you just keep adding to this story and it just gets more bizarre. Yeah. You say, and it's, it's all it's true. All about, and it's all true, yeah, which makes true. it more funny. But it's all about that branding. So if you got up on stage now and you did this bit about the Jewish kid who does karate with the Chinese wife, that's a fucking good comedy set <laughs> right yes. there. Right. But it's all about that context, though. Like you were playing off the context that you had. Maybe, maybe you don't even realize it in an interview. I, I didn't. Yeah. But but yeah. that continued, and the fact that they kept trying to shoot like more holes in the armor, like it was it was just like a really 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 good podcast. And I don't think it would have been that good if you didn't push through and bomb in the first place. Yes. Props to you for getting up. Thank there. you. Props for getting up and bombing, and props for getting that bucket list item done, man. Like, a lot of us don't have the balls to do that. So. And next I time you're going to do one, uh, I think the three of us will go and watch you. They're coming to New York, and I'm going to write. <laughs> I'm going to write. I'm going to write. I'm going to write. I'm going to write next time. Thank you, man. Thank yeah, you. Man. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. I'll talk Thank to you. Guys later. All right. I'll let this thing go. Let me close this thing out. Thank you for doing that.